Now, there's a really, really important question that rises here, right? A very important question. Now, look, human beings have an aql, have an intelligence at the end of the day. If it was that it's these idols that people are worshipping, right? Now, okay, if, if, they're, if they're taking their leaders as, as, as something, then the leaders, that can be understood that they're human beings and so on, so they might see a bit more efficacy or a bit more effect and a bit more ability coming from human beings because they are living, walking and kicking people. However, uh, when you're talking about idols, are you serious? I mean, were these people just so dull? Were they just so dumb? Were they just so silly about this that even though they had an intellect, I mean, these people were intelligent people. These weren't a people of um, totally, you know, degenerated intellect. I mean, they, they knew what to do in many other part, many other aspects of life. So how is it possible that they could uh, love these people like they love Allah, especially when they believed in Allah anyway, right? So how is it possible that they would have loved their idols just like they love Allah? How is it possible that we can love money even though we know that money can only take us so far? How can it be that we can love position even though we know it can only take us so far and eventually it's going to come? Because everybody knows of mortality. Everybody knows that humans will eventually die. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wa minan nasi man yattakhidhu min dunillahi andadan yuhibbunahum kahubbillah. Walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah. ولو يرى الذين ظلموا إذ يرون العذاب أن القوة لله جميعا وأن الله شديد العذاب. Dear listeners, dear brothers, dear friends, dear sisters, we are looking at verse 165، سورة البقرة. It's a very very profound verse. I've thought of this verse many many times. And it's very profound because it tells us something very, very important regarding our success in this world and the hereafter. And it's about our Creator. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here is that among people are those who adopt and who take uh, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as equals to Him, as parallel to Him, as associates with Him. It can, could be multiple translations here. They take other people besides Allah or other things beside Allah, objects and so on, uh, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how they should be with Allah. That's how they treat these people. And they love them the way they love Allah. Or the they I mean literally what it means is they love them like the love of Allah. So if we keep it general like that, I'll be able to explain to you what exactly it means that they love them like the love of Allah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he singles out the believers. He says that those people who believe, they are intense and ardent, most ardent and intense in their love for Allah. That's how believers should be. Thereafter that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses uh, the punishment and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being intense in punishment. So we want to discuss this first part today, inshaAllah. Firstly, uh, the word here that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses for equals to Allah is andad, the plural of nid, niddun. It's an Arabic word, obviously. And multiple meanings of niddun here as to what it refers to. The, one of the opinions, which is probably the stronger opinion, saying that this is referring to their idol. So 
in the context of where the Quran was revealed in Mecca, the people, this was their problem. We have different problems. We have different idols. So this is the idols that they had taken as their gods. And they would uh, uh, make offerings to them. Uh, they would somehow have some kind of trust in them and feel some kind of emotion towards them and feeling a liking towards them and be attached to them. Uh, today, we've replaced those idols with different idols. We have virtual idols and uh, multiple other types of idols. We've got many, many more. They probably had, what, 360 or whatever it was, right? And uh, they, they, they had their focus on them and they represented past people and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, according to one understanding of this, this is referring to the idols that they used to take as their gods. And when it means gods, it means they're intermediaries to Allah himself. So they believed in an Allah. They believed in Allah himself. But they would believe that these are kind of the more imminent and more closer people that they can, or closer objects they, they can see. So they used to attach themselves to that. And they used to intend from them harm and benefit. So they literally used to think that there's harm and benefit coming from there. And they used to go and uh, make petitions and please and uh, uh, give offerings and then ask for things from these things. And they used to even make vows on them that if so-and-so happens, I'll go to Lat and I'll go to Ruzza and uh, Sawa and all of these others that they had that I would go and visit them and I would go and give an offering to them. So that's, that's what they would do. The other opinion is that this isn't necessarily referring to gods anymore. This is actually referring to their leaders. And I think this is very relevant, to be honest, that this is whenever you take any of your leaders as gods themselves, as those who give the ultimate legislation, as who tell you what's right and wrong, I think that is very, very, I mean, they're both relevant today. I mean, people have made other idols today, like money is a major idol, all right? Money is a major idol and it dictates what we do and what we don't do and how much effort we put in and how we tire ourselves and how much sacrifice we make and um, how less we worship in place of it and how we miss prayers and so on. Right? But for other people who, for example, are very politically motivated or are really, really intense in some kind of following of an individual or something like that, so it's like that, that they will follow these people, they will follow their style, they will follow whatever they say, they take their word to be the holy grail, they take their word as final, right? It's just complete blindness with regards to, with regards to that. They don't see a more higher power than that. They think that that is all, that's the end all of everything. So that is a, another opinion that um, this you're referring to people who you follow. And you take them and you make halal and you consider permissible what they say it's permissible and uh, bad and unlawful and evil what they say is bad and evil. Uh, most people are like sheep. So they just follow something or someone without any kind of critical assessment. Now, there's a really, really important question that rises here, right? A very important question that, look, human beings have an aql, have an intelligence at the end of the day. If it was that it's these idols that people are worshipping, right? Now, okay, if, if, they're, if they're taking their leaders as, as, as something, then the leaders, that can be understood that they're human beings and so on. So they might see a bit more efficacy or a bit more effect and a bit more ability coming from human beings because they are living, walking and kicking people. However, uh, when you're talking about idols, are you serious? I mean, were these people just so 
dull? Were they just so dumb? Were they just so silly about this that even though they had an intellect, I mean, these people were intelligent people. These weren't a people of um, totally, you know, degenerated intellect. I mean, they they knew what to do in many other part, many other aspects of life. So, how is it possible that they could uh, love these people like they love Allah, especially when they believed in Allah anyway? So how is it possible that they would have loved their idols just like they love Allah? How is it possible that we can love money even though we know that money can only take us so far? How can it be that we can love position even though we know it can only take us so far and eventually it's going to come? Because everybody knows of mortality. Everybody knows that humans will eventually die. So how is that possible? So these people, they would know that these are idols. These are stones. They're motionless. They can't really harm. They can't, you know, you can topple them over. In fact, some of them they would bake and then they would eat if they got hungry because it was made out of dough. These things can't really listen to you. They don't even make a movement. They don't even respond. They can't understand. They can't think for themselves. And they, they believed at the end of the day, they did believe that it was God and it was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who did things in this world. They definitely believed that, right? That he was the ultimate will uh, ultimate uh, the 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 one to have the ultimate will and decision for this world they knew that so that's why allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah luqman verse 25 that if you do ask them who created the heavens and earth they'll say allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so they did believe in a god so if they hold this if they held this belief then how is it possible that they could love these idols the way they love allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the other thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it very clear that in Surah Al-Zumar verse 3 uh, that We only worship them so that they can make bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they, they see them as intermediaries. They see them as intermediaries. So how is it possible that they still believe all of these things about that? And at the end of the day, if that was the case, that they worshipped them to get them close to Allah, that means that they were actually doing all of this failed worship, right? They were doing all of this for the pleasure of Allah. That's another question that arises then. That they must have done all of this for the pleasure of Allah. So how can then, if, the, if, they, if they're worshipping these idols, how is it possible that they're worshipping them the same as Allah, how is it that they can love these idols the same as they love Allah, even though they know Allah is their ultimate pleasure? Allah, you know, they're seeking Allah's ultimate pleasure. So how is it possible that they're, they're, that they love these things as much as they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So that just is not rational. It just doesn't make sense of how that can be possible. So the, one of the possibilities uh, of one of the ways to reconcile that and to understand that is that what they mean by they, they love them the way they love Allah is meaning they love to obey them and magnify them and revere them uh, the way they do to Allah. So they clearly can't think that they're the same as Allah and that they love, uh, they love these things exactly for the same reason as they love Allah. But in some aspects, they're doing exactly that and they're equating both of them, if not actually giving the idols more of that, which is that they, in terms of what they're offering, it seems like their entire focus of devotion and ibadah and worship is for them. 
meaning for these idols and not for Allah. Most of their time is spent for that. So while ideologically, rationally, they do believe that God is supreme, as many, many Muslims do as well, right? However, what the issue is, is that the amount of time that we spend, the amount of devotion we show, the amount of sacrifice we make is for everything else but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why there's um, a recent very wise man who's passed away now. He said that money is so attractive today as a god that everybody's after it. We're very lucky as Muslims, he says, that once a week, for those who pray once a week, at least the Friday, that they get reminded of God, that there is a God that exists and you do worship him. So we go to the masjid. And for those who pray five times a day, well, they're luckier. They're more fortunate. So they remember five times a day that there is a God that you worship. And that's obviously if we have some concentration in our prayer. Otherwise, even in our prayer, we're probably thinking about who owes us and how has that person paid and uh, how we can make a bigger sale and how many orders have come in today. And... Uh, there's a good deal going there and so on, subhanAllah. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.